This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Main Hustle Media Podcasts are recorded on the ancestral lands of the Chumash, Tongva, Hohokam, and Yucateco Maya people, and we wish to pay our respects to the people of those nations, both past and present. Konnichi, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blurred shit from a couple of mixed black blurreds. I had to think about it because I have like 40 billion fucking podcasts. Uh, I'm currently solo, but that doesn't mean I'll stay solo. Literally five minutes ago, Blur Vision texted me and said that his power just went out. Um, something's going on in LA. I don't know what it is. So I'm going to chat for a little bit. And if his power doesn't come back on, I'm going to end the show early because many tired. Tie tie. I was on a very long conference call today. Um, so I tie tie. I laid in my hammock, but I still tie tie. Um, today, we were going to talk about the strike because an interesting post popped up on uh, Facebook the other day from one of the cosplayers that I follow. Shout out to Sailor Ecstasy. Um, the question was about the statement that the uh, SAG-AFTRA put out regarding cosplayers and the way they cosplay if they are in support of the strike. And so it raised an interesting question, and I wanted to kind of get into it with Blurred Vision, who has been traveling for a couple of weeks. He's finally home, ready to do this shit. He wants to do this shit, but power literally went out five minutes ago. I'm also keeping my phone on while he's texting just to keep up on the what's going on. So that's what's happening today. This is a not normal episode of Blurred Comics. Um, all right, so for those of you who might not be aware of what is happening, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, and I just want to say that I only know a little bit of what's going on. Since I left the industry, I haven't paid too much attention, but I know enough to be able to talk about this a little bit. Uh, the, WG, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, went on strike recently because of under underpaid um for their roles. Sometimes they get pages for a little while, but the show continues. They don't get residuals. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens uh, for writers and they, they work really long hours. They create the things that we are interested in watching entertainment. Um, but they, they just don't make a living wage in a lot of cases. Um, people have sort of the wrong idea about what goes on in Hollywood. You think everybody's rich and they're not. Uh, I left LA mostly because I couldn't afford to be there. When I did work in the film industry, uh, sometimes I couldn't scrape together the gas money I needed to get to set to have the job to work 12 to 18 hours to basically not make enough money to survive. I moved on into different fields and it was the same problem. I really just wasn't making enough to live there and thrive there comfortably. And I just got tired of it. I left both industries, tech and film, um, to, start my, to start my comic book shop in Houston. And now I'm here in Medida, Mexico, because the same problem still exists wherever you go. Uh, people don't make enough money. Uh, the top people, the CEOs, the executives, the people that aren't spending the 12 to 18 hours, 20 hours on set every day, those are the ones that are making enough money per day that would be most people's annual salaries. Uh, people probably recently seen Bob Iger from Disney, um, 
someone broke down his salary. I think he makes 24 or $26 million a year, which if divided out over 30, 365 days, he makes, I think, about $79,000 a day, which would be not even most people, but a very lucky group of people's annual salary. And uh, he made some comments about how the strikers are being unrealistic, which is ridiculous given, I mean, if you make if you make $1 million a year, it's not really, it don't make no sense for you to say that it's that it's realistic, that they're making an unrealistic demands. SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Guild, recently joined into the strike and in solidarity, but also because SAG-AFTRA is also affected, the, the people who are in those unions are also affected by this crazy ass proposals that are going forward that are talking about um, being able to use your, scan your face, scan your body and use your image for the rest of your life for no royalties without consent and without um, permission where you only work a day. So if you're an extra, you work a day you might make, and it's been ages since I've seen what scale is, so I don't actually remember what scale is, but you know, you might make a couple hundred dollars a day. Great. Awesome. I'm, I made a couple hundred dollars today, but they're saying they scan your body one time, one day's worth of work, and they can just use you forever, even beyond your lifetime. This is one of the things that was put forth, which uh, I think was part of what got SAG involved into the greater writer strike. Now, the people at the top, CEOs are trying to starve folks out. They're basically just going to try to ride this out until uh, the WGA and SAG-AFRA cave and just take what they can get so that they can get back to work, um, which I don't want my people out there starving. But at the same time, I hope that these execs don't win uh, because that means that people will be taken advantage of even further than they already are in the industry. So that's just a, a small little summary of what I understand about the strike. But the question that Champagne and I wanted to talk about today was the idea of how cosplayers who aren't necessarily um, actors, union members, et cetera, how do they participate in this if they support the strike? And SAG had put out a notice saying that they would request that if the project that is currently struck currently striking, not actually working because there aren't workers working on it right now. If, if a project is currently struck or the project is similar to something that is currently struck to not promote those things. So just to give an example, say a secret, oh, let's say Barbie. Barbie right now would have been struck if it was filming right now, but instead it's actually going out into theaters this week. So if it was being filmed right now during the strike, um, that set would be closed because people would be striking. And a cosplayer might be tapped by Mattel, by Barbie, by the studio to cosplay as Barbie and come out and promote on the red carpet because that's what cosplayers do. They get hired by Marvel, Disney, all these different things to cosplay the characters in a lot of these roles and um you know people take pictures with them or whatever like that and then they also add it to whatever their uh social medias are tiktokers instagrammers what have you so sag is acting as asking cosplayers to avoid doing any promotions that are 
currently striking or would be striking if they were being filmed today. Uh, so a lot of cosplayers are sort of mixed on this from what I've seen in my social media. Some people are saying, I don't understand. We're not, we're not, um, we're not in the union, blah, 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 blah. But you're still contributing to the promotion of something that will gain a lot of money because of your promotion. And a lot of times people get excited about what the cosplayers are doing in relation to the promotion of something. And, uh, and so that's why they're asking for you not to participate as a cosplayer, not to participate in the strike or not to participate in the promotions of things that should be struck. Again, I'm sorry, I'm hella tired today. I'm gonna try, try to do the best I can until or unless my partner can come on and then whatever, I'll wrap it up. Uh, so the controversies re related to this, there are certain creators and oddly enough, one of those creators is somebody that uh, Mocha Minute Stephanie and I talked about last week, although we did not name this person. Um, I tend to not name them, not because I don't want, did I name them? I actually don't remember if we named them last week. I think we didn't, but he's come up several times because he's been kind of showing his ass over the last um, couple of years, honestly. Uh, but recently he's been getting more attention for having problematic stances uh, related to certain people's opinions for Across the Spider-Verse and like Frankie, Fantastic Frankie, they went out to attack Fantastic Frankie's opinion um, as an Afro-Latina about Afro-Latin characters. It's amazing that that was even a thing. Uh, but now they recently put out a video saying that um, they're under obligation, a contract obligation to promote these things. And that because they are content creators and not actors and not in the union, uh, they are going to go ahead and scab, although trying to make an argument that they weren't scabbing. Um, the thing is, they are a voice actor, so it's, it's possible that they are actually in the union, but their main thing, the main thing that people know them for is um, cosplay, nerd culture talk on their platforms. So when that person posted a video earlier this week, the internet went wild. People went in for both the attack and the support, depending on, you can basically draw the line at I, people that are relatively decent and want people to to eat and live and make money and people that would gaslight the shit out of you. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that, that's been kind of the line. So that person posted the thing, the internet went for them. They pulled down the video. Some other content creators, such as the homie Ebony Warrior Studios, Xavier, uh, posted that they are standing in solidarity with the the strikers and they won't be cosplaying anything that would be striking right now if it was in production right now or anything that is in production right now. So I think, and I'm not to put words in his mouth, but let's say, for example, um, Secret Invasion is up on Disney right now. People are watching it actively. Uh, if they had a cosplay that was from Secret in Invasion, they probably would not be showcasing that cosplay either at a con or on their social media until the writer strike and the actor strike is over. So that's what we were talking about today. And I'm sorry that I don't have um, Sean Bay Blair Vision with me, but, you know, power goes out. What are you going to do? Uh, it actually happens here all the time, but so far it hasn't happened when we've gone live yet. So that's pretty good. Uh, so I, I have a lot of feelings, feelings about this, but I also do want to talk to other people about this. So, I mean, Bam, I know that you're in here. So if you got opinions, go ahead and drop them. Um, oh, what did you say? 
Adam Conavoro. That name is familiar, but why can't I think who that is? Because I'm tired. Say there's a fund to help right at the track. Yeah, so there are some funds and people are donating to people to try to help out. Um, for people like in my social circle that are currently actively employed by some of the major studios, such as Netflix and Sony and such, um, depending on what kind of job they're holding, if they're in office, they're kind of staying in the office. But if they're on sets, they're not working right now. Um, some of those office people are coming down to participate in the strike as well. And the strike is dirty. Y'all. Like what's happening to the strikers is dirty. Uh, I forget which um, studio it was. It was either Sony or Paramount or something like that, or W, no, WB. Trimmed all the trees back. So there was no leaves, no foliage, no brush to provide shade for the strikers while they're outside. And they they intentionally did that. Oh, Adam, yeah, that's right. Um, they intentionally did that to make it a little bit harder for the strikers. Uh, some of the more affluent actors and writers in Hollywood are providing food and water and things like that out of their own pockets to try to help the strikers um, that are on the lower tiers of making money. So people are trying to help write this out. And honestly, the the actors and the writers that are in the upper echelon of, of salaries, it makes sense for them to participate in the strike as well. Oh, no power line. Here we go. Let's see if we can get them in. Oh, I know what's happening. Hola, como estas? Can you hear me? Yes. What's happening? <laughs> I got no power, <laughs> but I got a headset that I already have, Bluetooth, and then I got it on my phone. So I'm going to try it and do what I can. We're going to do what we're going to do. Um, so I've been kind of running it down a little bit. I kind of described what was going down with the writer strike and the the involvement of SAG AFTRA, um, and uh, and so I gave like a little summary of kind of what's going on and as far that I know and how it's impacting cosplayers. Uh, so one of the things that I I'm gonna kind of rewind so that you and I can have this conversation together. Yes. Um, what prompted it was Sailor Ecstasy's post on Facebook because we're you know, Facebook friends or whatever, uh, saying something to the effect of explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old so that I understand what is my obligation as a cosplayer who's in support of the strike. Right. And um, and so I kind of ran that down, which is basically SAG-AFTRA is asking for... Um, Solidarity? For so- Yeah, SAG-AFTRA is asking cosplayers to not cosplay any characters that are in association with a production that is act, that would that would be active right now but is currently struck or okay. a production that would be striking right now if it was running live so like i gave the example of barbie barbie's not struck because it's already done and it's it's area right. it's going out this week um so they would be asking cosplayers to avoid the the promotions on the red carpet as a barbie so that they to show that they have their back, right? Right, and so in the case of people who call themselves content creators and not actors or anything like that, if they're not in any of the unions, um, here's the thing about about the unions: if you are a known scab for any union strike, mm-hmm. and then you try to apply to become a member of the union you will not be able to be a member of the union going in in the future. So 
let's say XYZ cosplayer is like on their TikTok, like, fuck the strike, I'm going to be a Barbie, and they do the red carpet as cosplay, in, in Barbie cosplay, and they're actively right. denying the importance of the strike, and then that person tries to land a job, a union job on, on a film set, the union will say, sorry, you're denied, you were a scab. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to kind of consider your decision when you're talking about promoting um, a piece that you might be under contract for, because cosplayers get paid to do this. They get invited by Disney, Marvel, you know, whatever, uh, Mattel, Hasbro, to be on the red carpet in cosplay and to use their own social media platforms to promote the films. Um, so, but right now, because of the strike, they're just asking cosplayers not to do that. We blinked out for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so you do, Bama, you do get blacklisted, basically. And it's it's not like, and as a person who's formerly in the, from the industry, but was never a union member, um, because I never worked enough right. <laughs> to become a union member, plus the fees would be crazy. I wouldn't be able to afford them anyway. Um, you get blacklisted, and, and that's not like, a, you know, you're a, a commie and type of thing blacklisted is not that type of thing it's basically like you've just said that the the value of the people who work in this industry was not important enough for you to not take this one job you know right. um right. and for anybody who's ever worked in a union type of situation you know that the union is there in support to make sure that you get a living salary that you get some benefits that you get time off and things like that and so that's what sag after and the wga are trying to do for the people and because they're just being robbed of their dignity, their finances and everything like that. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't. I I could have been a, um, well, it's kind of weird the way it would have worked for me. So I was in the production, I'm like behind the camera production and I ran office positions. I ran like the production office in, on sets that I worked on. And so there's not really a union that I'm aware of for roles like that. But if I ever landed in a more producerial aspect, which I have produced a number of independent films, had those films become um, unionized, I would have been able and been eligible for um, the, the PGA, which is the Producers Guild. Now, I just know a lot of people in the industry because I worked in the industry, a lot of my friends are in the industry. And uh, time to, from time to time, when you have to pay your dues, if you can't afford your dues, and like 10 years ago, the last time I remember this happening to a friend, the dues were like $3,500 that you had to pay immediately, or you would lose your health insurance, you wouldn't get your support of the right, union. Right, and that's what that's for. Yeah, you might not make that kind of money. So there, there's both the union eligible, and then there's you cannot afford the dues to be union eligible. Um, and of the people that are in the the unions, it's only like the top 15% that actually get access to healthcare and some of the higher benefits. Yeah. You have to be a certain tier of an earner to be and it's able. Funny it's funny because those are the people that already make enough money to actually pay for their own healthcare 
to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. Yeah. So it's it's pretty rough out there. Like the whole the whole situation was rough. Now I have acted in a few things. You won't find them. <laughs> they're all they're all like college things or independent things, or they're sitting literally on a tape that I don't have a deck for here in my in my house or in someone else's house. Um, so I was never eligible for for SAG. Um, I have been certified. I do have some certified screenplays through the WGA, though I was not eligible for WGA because I hadn't I didn't produce a lot um, of stuff. So. I wasn't in the union. Most of my friends in the industry are, though, and I'm in, I'm just generally in support of unions anyway because yeah, they're there yeah. to protect, protect people. So, but I wanted to talk with you about the whole cosplayers' responsibilities, and so I did touch on the guy who is a content creator who made a video about how it was okay for him to scab because technically he wouldn't be scabbing, and then everybody came for him, and then he deleted the video. And he's the same guy that I went after. I'm just not naming him, but it, the, yeah. the name is in the chat. Um, he also went after Fantastic Frankie during Across the Spider-Verse a while back because saying that at first acting like he didn't know her and they like personally know each other. And then also attacking her opinion as an Afro-Latina about an Afro-Latino character. Right. Okay, fine. He'd been wilding. Um, last year, I stopped following him because of... of another creator that he had allegedly uh, harassed. And there were multiple people who came forward to say, yeah, he actually did that shit. And so I just started to get the ick about him. And so I stopped following him. But he's still getting jobs promoting for Marvel, for DC, et cetera. So when he made that video, um, someone went digging and was like, oh, but according to your IMDB, you've done some SAG project so that probably right. means you're sag so you would be scam you would be scabbing there i mean you gotta know there's gonna be there's gonna be scabs in anything you know what i'm saying like because there's gonna be people like it ain't my mom but i'm trying to make money it's about a paycheck you know what i'm saying right and um so the the thing that that he had said is that he was on a con um um no not him it's the other one that you mentioned. Um, the um, the <laughs> I lost my thought. I'm so fucking tired today. <laughs> um, the the idea that you're he said he's under contract contractual obligation, mm -hmm. and the union is saying like for certain contracts, you know where breach would be a big problem for you, you know, whatever and stuff like that, you know, you can reach out. I think you can reach out to the unions if you're a union member and be like, what do I do in this case? And they would literally tell you strike. Right. But if you're yeah. not, um, if you're not a union member, your, de your decision is based off of, do you think you will ever be a union member? Because if you ever want to apply and you were seen doing work during the strike, Right. You will never get to be, never get to apply. In his case, he's probably a SAG member, or at least he has worked on SAG eligible things and has probably been given an offer. I mean, he can act he like you do. He, he, I mean, he act like you. Right, um, and he, you know, he's at all of the sets right now, all of, or he's at all of the red carpets right now for, um, for or the major possible. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of creators that have um 
either a similar or bigger audience than him have come forward to tell him, like literally stitch in his video, this is why you're wrong. <laughs> These are all the ways that you're wrong. So he did end up deleting his video. And before he deleted his video, he was all up in the comments, you know, trying to tell people why they were wrong. Um, so I don't know if he ended up on on these red carpets. I have I have no idea. I don't follow him anymore. I haven't followed him in a while. But um, but yeah, it's, it's just, just it's just. I mean, take the time take the time to respect people's. It's I mean, it's literally is like respecting people's art, right? You should respect right. the people that are doing the things that we are inspired by. So why would you? Is, say, sorry. Go ahead. One of the things is so egregious. They're literally like with the actors, they're literally saying you work one day. We scan your body. We use your image in projects it all the way into the forever. There's no end to it. You do not get residuals. You do not get paid for us using your image. You are just signing over consent for you to use your image forever. And um, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and uh and that you're just supposed to be okay with it. So an How actor, is that an extra, How is that a real thing? This, this like whole, that, it's a part of the, I, it's part of the AI discussion. So it's a, right. It's, it's so a, Black Mirror in this, this season in Black Mirror, they have a, sh- have a, an episode. I forget what the name of it is, but I will find I've only it. watched one episode of Black Mirror this season so far. Yeah. And, and, um, so what it is is that so the girl you see her day, and you see her. Oh yeah, um, I actually saw that one. Um, right. Awful Joanne is awful. Or Jane, is yeah, awful. Jane is yeah, Jane yeah, Jane, exactly. <laughs> then you find out that the person that play because then she watches the show and it's Selma Hayek playing her. Yeah, and she's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" So he's watching it, but the but the moral of it is that Selma Hayek then goes to the Netflix, the fake Netflix mm-hmm. people, and they're like, I didn't say all of that shit. And they're like, well, hey, yeah. you signed the contract. You signed the contract, right? And that, and then that's, yeah, that that's so it's is fucking crazy. It's hella risky. But it's also re- re- uh, reasonable to believe that it's possible because do you remember, like, I don't remember how long ago, maybe 2005 or seven, in one of the Super Bowls, it was like a vacuum commercial, but they had Fred Astaire dancing with the vacuum mm-hmm. instead of dancing with the broom like he was in whatever footage they used. Yeah, And like that dude's been dead forever. He didn't sign a contract for that. But someone was just like, open source. I can now let's, use let's your ask, image to do this. Yeah, let's, let's Now, a version of it that will impact people now is like Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones in the most recent Indiana Jones. He tells the story. He's like, they they didn't just scan me as an old man. They took a scan of every film I've ever been in since I was the first film I ever did all the way till now. And so when you're seeing him as young Indy in the movie, you're seeing him. You're not seeing a fake head floating on another actor. They basically right. just made him, except for when he's running and things like that. When he's from the back, that is a stunt double actor or whatever. And he looks good because he, because it's him. Right. Like, right. But because he, like, I don't know what happened. Did he agree to it? Did they just do it? Was he just cool with it? An actor of his stature, that means he he basically said, they can just make movies with me for forever and I'll be dead and it's fine. Enjoy yourself. But like an actor, like the person we went to high school with, that is, that is, you know, He's out an there actor, actor work. If someone did that to him, and he can't work 
again in his lifetime, but he dies in when he's 80 and someone uses his image to just put him in a sitcom or some shit like that. Right, right. And he wouldn't make any money. His estate wouldn't make any money. Like it's it's pretty wild. And, um and I I and it's funny because I was thinking about that when it comes to politics. Okay. So I was thinking about deep fakes, the way they do the AI shit. So here's the thing is that you can have Trump go out, let's just say as a as an example, you can have Trump go out to a political rally, say some egregious ass shit. I hate, you know what I'm saying, just straight to the camera. Then people are like, oh my God, he said that shit. Oh, wow. He just, and then the right be like, nah, he didn't say that shit. That was, and then he comes out, that was not me. That was a fucking AI, right? They're gonna, it's it's both ways, right? Where you could you could right. do something and say it wasn't you, but also you can do some sh- have some not you shit, do shit that you want to shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of applications in which this becomes really dangerous. Like, it could be the case that, like, we get scanned on CCTV, and then next thing you know, we're in a TV show. You know, like, yeah. we don't know that we agree to that. A good example of, of the craziness of something like that, and I know this is a little bit of a rabbit hole situation, but um, Threads and Spill and all the other different Twitter um, op- op- options that are out there now. Mm-hmm. People signed up for threads all kind of excited. They're like, Zuck got a, a Twitter. You know, we're going to go ahead and go with Zuck's Twitter. And and they just agreed to shit before they read shit. And then people read shit after. And they were really upset because what you agree to to get a threads account is that um, your, your threads and your Instagram are tied together. Um, so if you decide, I don't like threads, I want to delete, that means you have to delete your entire Instagram. Uh, anything you post on Instagram, if it's your intellectual property or your personal photos or whatever, they can use those royalty-free, non-exclusive rights forever. Not for a while. Literally says forever. Into perpetuity. In perpetuity. And so if you are a content creator that that does art or or uh, music or something like that and you use instagram to promote your business mm-hmm. if you attach it to a threads account you've now allowed your art to be used through ai to make shit like when we go to ai to like let's see what i look like as a fairy they've right. just taken work from somebody on instagram who agreed to it without realizing they agreed to it because they signed up without doing it. So threads is one to avoid. Full stop, avoid threads. I wasn't going there anyway because you can't show titties. So, you know, I'm just saying you'll that's stick, why I'm on stick with Elon until the titties are gone. Um, exactly. It's me and Elon <laughs> until the titties is gone. Until the titties is gone. Um, with Spill, Spill was created by two black former Twitter employees with the black community in mind. Now it's not in a, it's not a closed space, but it's meant to be a safe space. So if you're getting on there, you're supposed to be like, we get that we're entering a predominantly black space, right? Um, right. which is why it's invitation only. I think for now, it's also iPhone only for now. Um, I'm having a little bit of fun with it. I'm not as on, I'm not as active, but I haven't been as active on Twitter in ages anyway. So it's not that, it's not that big of a hook, but it's still fun. 
it's a different kind of interface on Twitter and stuff like that too. Um, but yeah. Oh, did you, Bama, did you do a threads? I just see it. Oh, I, did a late I did a threads too, but I did a threads, but I tried to delete it and it said, this will not affect your Instagram account. So maybe they changed it. Mm, maybe people complained enough about it. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I don't like the whole, like, if I took a picture at the cenote this weekend, that all of a sudden me smiling in the cenote is on somebody's travel brochure. That's what I don't want. This shit is, huh, this is weird, bro. This is weird. Yes. So, so just just for the cosplay, do classic shit. Not anything that's like relevant right now. Do classic shit or shit that's yeah. already been in the movies, right? Because they're not asking for you to avoid anything that's in comics or or literature or TV that you enjoy and love. They're they're basically talking about things that are active or uh, that would need promotion right now. That would want promotion from cosplayers. Um, which I think might be tough because you have something like Across the Spider-Verse that people are still, <laughs> uh, that people are still that. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, eagerly wanting to cosplay. But the thing is like, don't walk. They're not saying don't go to a Comic-Con and wear this. That's not what they're saying. Right. They're saying don't go to an event in which you are paid to promote right. Right. or don't make content where like marvel or somebody or something like that is um going to be paying you to do this kind of content because that would be viewed as scabbing and i think that's fair i think that's that fair. so i've seen some creators that said they don't care and i've seen creators like i mentioned i don't know if you i don't think you were on yet where i was like you know the homie ebony warrior said i stand with the unions i won't be cosplaying anything that is that would be struck or is struck right now um, right. in, in his monetizable content so that what it that's, is um, and that's the and that's the that on that and that's the that on that so yeah i mean as a not just not just as a former um film industry entertainment industry employee or worker just as a as a person if your ceo makes 26 million dollars or 54 million dollars a year and you're just asking for 69,000 a year. Yeah, fucking give them 69,000. It's such a small percentage of what they actually make. They can still be making multi-millions and and um pay people a living wage. We don't have to be grateful. We don't have to be grateful to have a job. Right. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. We do not have right. to be grateful for somebody giving us a job. We work it's, because we live in a capitalist society, and we have to work to survive. We have to, right? Because it's not it's not redistribution of wealth, right? So yeah. when they showed when they broke down Bob Iger's um, salary to show like the twenty four twenty six million dollars, whatever it is, is a, is the equivalent to seventy nine thousand dollars a day. That's some some people, not all people, but that's some people's annual salary. Yeah, and. You know, I've had jobs where I made that much, but I it took me a, a year. year to make that much. But a you year, know? yeah, and that, and that's yeah, and that's at the end of the year when they tell you that that's how much you made, and you're like, right. what the fuck? You're like, but did I? Because every month I fucking struggle. Um, <laughs> you know that's what I'm saying? What I'm saying. Like, like, and here he and here they are talking about how unrealistic the strikers are because they want a living wage. 
God. And they're not even asking for a crazy amount of money. Because guess what? $69,000 in LA as a, as a single income person? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. No. Fuck no. My one bedroom apartment that I shared with my partner cost $2,200 a month. That's just the rent. That wasn't all the utilities. That wasn't all the other rent. shit. That's a that box to live in. The, and it was an unappealing box to live in. It <laughs> fucking sucked, right? Like, it was not ideal. Um, So they're not it's even crazy. really at, like, I, I don't even know if they're technically asking for a living wage. I mean, they're acting, they're asking for what might be a living wage in another state, but in LA, nah. you need like 150000 a year as a single person, you yeah. need 150000 dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking so so I was I was looking at this this Twitter thing, and it's and this is just to kind of give you the relative about money and about how much money people make. Um it said, okay, so if you were to make a dollar a second, how long do you think it would take for you to make a million dollars? A million seconds. Yes. No. Well, you <laughs> you are correct. It's almost it's it's eleven it's eleven point some seven one days. So eleven, okay. almost twelve days. Do you know how much it would make be it would take for you to make a billion? It's like a bigger gap, right? Like it's like a way it's bigger. Thirty, almost thirty three years or thirty two years. Yeah. That's the difference between a million and a billion, bro. Like you can't even conceive of the money. That's the thing. Like right now, $10,000 would improve my life just to get myself caught up to a couple things. Would right. that pay off all my debt, my education debt and all that kind of shit? No, it wouldn't do anything right. like that. But it would make my day-to-day life a little bit more livable if I just had an extra $10,000 right now. These motherfuckers make 79000 or more a day. day. A, a day. day. I couldn't even that was that was a whole annual salary for one of the jobs I had at some point, you know. Um, I can't conceive I mean, of fitting that into one day. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I, I can't I, conceive I, of it. Here's and here's the thing is that I mean, we're in a society where GoFundMe's are the way people pay things off. Um, you know, where we have videos that are inspiration mm-hmm. where a guy for clout for his content gives a lady that works at subway five hundred dollars and she cries right that's how that's how our society is but you guys are just you know you're asking for too much money you're asking for too much listen i've only been in in mexico for a couple of months right and i'm not even living here yet i'm still technically on vacation mode because (laughs) i you know i don't have my i'm going back to get my residency but I'm I'm not working. I'm just living my life. I'm doing my podcast. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm just living my yeah, life. Got, them, got that booty in, the, able, booty in the hammock. Yeah, I've been in the hammock, butt naked in the hammock. Um, <laughs> I've been able to have a doctor come to my house to treat me for what is the equivalent of about $35. That includes him driving to my house. He's come for Tristan about three or four times. He's come for me one time. We have gotten a prescription. We've been able to get our prescriptions for under $20. You know, 
Crazy. like for the whole batch of whatever, everything that they subscribe. Um, I've been able to get dental work, like big dental work for less than a hundred dollars for the things that they've had to do. Like literally a broken filling, they took it all out and fixed it less than a hundred dollars. Um, when you finally go to a place where they actually value your life and they're trying to make, make things relatively affordable. Now, don't get me wrong. It's still probably too expensive for some local people. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do make quite a bit less than we make um, in the U S and stuff like that. But, but for me, the salary that we bring home right now, we can thrive on here. Whereas just in Texas, we couldn't survive on, let alone thrive on. It's that much of a difference. Just a border, just a Gulf. I just went from the North of the Gulf to the South of the Gulf. And that's how much changed. Um, And then my quality of life has just improved so much because I get to be butt naked in the hammock all the time Um, (laughs) because I get to go swimming in the pool every day, whenever I get hot or stressed or whatever. Um, Literally right now, my whole lifestyle is if I'm working on a project and I suddenly start to feel stress, I go hammock time or pool time and I get the fuck up and I go to the pool or I go to the hammock. And then when I'm done feeling stressed, I come back and I get back to work and I'm more effective now than I've ever been. My mental health again is in better condition than it's ever been. And then you, and then the flip of that is back home. My friends that are in the film industry are standing in front of a, a production studio begging for a living wage. For a living wage. And it's not even a living wage because you work 12 to 18 hours on these sets. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it is, I mean, the way that they do the things, yes, it's like 80 days, but it's fucking, let's, it's go time. It's, it's kind of like how the computer dudes, when it comes, starts, you know, like the games start getting closer to the time where they're going to be released and they start doing that shit where they're working 12 hour shifts. That's kind of how a movie set is. Yeah, there's pre-production. There's the, you know, sitting down and doing the script and shit. But then there's the fucking go time. Yeah. And there's that. I mean, that's not even, I mean, from top to bottom, set designers, yeah. uh, you know, all of that shit. They're all parts when of I, union. And they're affected by I this because on, there's no actors or writers. Then they're affected by no thing going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that sometimes in the past when writers have struck or or actors or things like that, unscripted has done really well during that time. I think it's kind of industry wide, though, right now. I'm not even sure that unscripted is active. But when I worked for the cooking show that I worked at for several seasons or for a couple seasons, yeah. um, I was I was in the office and I took care of things like people's travel and their their um, access to food and all this other kind of stuff, or whatever. I worked a 12 hour day, six days a week for the position that I held. And because I wasn't high ranking enough, I only worked six days a week instead of seven days a week. The higher ranking people worked seven days a week. They had to be on set of the whole time. I worked from six in the morning to six at night. That's, that was my schedule every single fucking day. And it was exhausting. And when you broke it down, I really only made about $9 and 65 cents an hour right. at the time. This is, you know, mm. seven, eight years ago. But the salary looked good until you find out you're working for 12 hours. And if I ever had to do overtime, which I did a couple times, that is when you start to make money. But that's why they stagger your set in unscripted so that 
you got some people who come in at six, some people who come in at eight, some people who come in at 10. That way you have coverage for the whole day. So if I have to leave at six, there's still going to be someone working. So unscripted gets away with it. But a production studio, like a Marvel thing or a Disney thing, that's not going to happen. That's not how that works. So if the work still needs to be done, the work still needs to be done. You're still working. But your salary doesn't change. It's not an hourly salary. It's just a flat fee for, for what you're doing. And so what these people are asking for is just a fair wage so they can survive while working 12 to 18 hour days. And what we forget, what we forget is it's not, uh, it's not um, set work, right? Yes. If you get, if you get on like our boy, he was able to be on a show that lasted for some time. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this isn't just like, like we work, we've been working, you know what I'm saying? You just go to work and it's just, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's until, you know, they have to, oh, okay, we have another, oh, then, and then I'm going to go here and oh, I'm going to go here. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to get more jobs, trying to get better, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's crazy how we, we, cause we think of it as in like, oh, they go to work every day and blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's a total different setup. It's a totally different type of thing. And and, and also, like, if you're lucky enough to be a featured player, like that person that we're talking about, yeah. if they also booked another gig, like a commercial, and it conflicted with their feature player, they're not un- they're not under contract in a way where they can't work. They need to work at other things. But if it's in conflict, then you have to choose between the two things, potentially right. ro- derailing a version of an aspect of your career. So I it's, mean, we- it's pretty wild out there for, for the lower than million dollars people right right and i mean you i mean you've heard it a, a lot of times where people will be like well there were scheduling conflicts and that's why that person couldn't be in this one or this you know what i mean yeah so yeah it's it's uh it's wild so anyways i wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about it i do want to you know put it out there that i at least am in <laughs> in support of the um soap might be okay i'm not sure what this one means only keep me. I'm, not, I'm not sure what this means, Bama. Um, but like, they're just asking for something reasonable. That's that's all. They're just asking to be able to live when they're working that long. And I know how brutal it is. Um, right. Soap opera. Oh, soaps. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't actually know if soaps ever stop. Like literally, they've like. 70 year runs at this point some of them have been on the air for so long i'm not i'm not actually sure i mean it's it's but see you those have writers rooms that are going all the time i mean i mean i think what they have is i think that they're kind of like six months ahead so the things that they're doing now are things that haven't you know what i'm saying so those are it's crazy because with writers i think the biggest issue with writers is that a lot of times they're paid once but sometimes they still got to come back, right? you know, come back and help, right. come back and fix, put that back. but they already got paid. So they're not getting extra paid, but they're under an obligation to come back. Right. Um, and that could be crazy. Like if you never get called, great. You made your salary moving on. If you get called a hundred days and you're not making any extra money, that fucking sucks because now you can't get another job because you're worried about finishing this job. You know, right. it's, it's really not, a healthy work structure at all. And, um, and so with that in mind, I want, I, I wanted to make sure that, um, 
you know, we talked about a little, it's come up before too, you know, people have asked like, what do you feel about the impending strikes and stuff like that? And in this case, um, well, I have been out of the industry for a while. I know a number of people, most of my Facebook page right now is filled with pictures from the picket lines from my friends, you know? So I'm like seeing them out there. Um, <laughs> they run out of stories. They just recycle, like soap operas just recycle the same stories. Like someone will turn into an evil twin, someone will die, someone will turn into a demon, someone will this, someone will adopt a child. Uh, you know, some shit like that will happen um, across the board. But um, you, know, but yeah. you know what show? And you know what show was a soap? It was kind of like a soap that I actually watched because of Shaughnessy or because of um, Rice. Um, <laughs> um, was and I know we she was she's problematic, but I watched uh Jane the Virgin. Oh, that's that. Um, what's yes, that we talked about her last week. Uh, yeah. what's her name? Rodriguez, Gina Rodriguez. Yes, yes. yeah, she's a problem. But but that show is a good, it, it like if you like telenovelas, the show was good, it was you know what I'm saying, but so. It got like five, six seasons. So that's why I, have to watch <laughs> I, just, I it's not a big deal. I just watched five, six seasons of it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I reluctantly, uh, I'd be sitting there looking on my phone and shit, and they watching it and be like, why is she with him now? Because some, something, something. <laughs> like, fuck, I, I guess I've been watching. Like, this. are you involved or not? Lately, I've been watching um, sports docs. It is. And, um, and, and so I, um, I'm like, um, Right now Maybe I'm in the Tour de France one. It is based on a. It is based on a an actual. Like it's. I think it's a. It's based. Oh, on like a, they took a telenovela and then translated it into like an English. And it's like, yeah, it's like Ugly Betty. How they did that with Ugly Betty. Oh yeah, you know it's so crazy. I never saw Ugly Betty, but we had the cast on with us. Like at when I used to work at the film festival in Austin, like this, there were people that worked there that were friends with my boss, and so they're like around yeah. all the time, and it's just like. Hey, I like America. She she was dope actually. She was really nice at the time that I was working at the film festival. She was with Ryan Johnson. They were together, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, and so remember my weird stories, my Franco diaries. Yes, she was in the room during all that. Like she was there, just supporting her, supporting her man. You know, she was, and so it's crazy because yeah. at the time Ryan Johnson was only known for brick like brick had just come out he was sweeping the film festivals or whatever and but she was famous you know she was more famous at least because she had done real women have curves and stuff like that and so she'd come into a room and everybody would be like america america and she's like oh i'm not here as a celebrity right now i'm here to support my boyfriend he has a film like she was really sweet and stuff so i that's i dug down i dug i dug that's, her yeah that's yeah she was cool and she was she's cool. on that she's on the what you call it with Issa. She's on Barbie movie. I'm I'm fitting to watch the shit out of that Barbie movie, dog. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we support the strike. We're going to Barbie, though. Um, <laughs> uh, we got desperate the other day. This is so stupid. We got desperate the other day. Uh, for an activity and so we're like we don't really care but we'll just go and see Barbie so we because we, we're at the mall we buy the tickets but I don't realize that the movie wasn't out yet but the tickets were available so we try to get yeah. up and the guy can't figure out the tickets and I'm thinking we got a language barrier or some shit like that finally they find someone who speaks English and says like the movie doesn't even come out till next week and I'm like I think it's this Friday yeah yeah and I was like what so we actually have tickets for Thursday this Thursday 
but um but you know it's whatever uh i know shang chi's in it hello barbie no she's not anymore but she was no, back in 2006 is. when we or 2005 when um brick came out so brick was ryan johnson's first film and he was going through the festival unit or the festival run during that time i was working for a film festival in austin texas and that's where my that's where the start of my uh what's the home what's the guy's name i just said his name franco that's the start of my franco diaries that's when all that stuff started um but america of her boyfriend at the time she she actively pushed away anybody trying to pay attention to her because she was in movies she was like no i'm here for my man that that's, um, that's a real that's a real one right there yeah she, you know she, she, was, she, was, she was she was but she was trying to say hey look that's him yeah she's like it's about him right now and it was pretty dope um the other people that were there were like claire danes and jason schwartzman and um matthew mcconaughey and stuff like that so we had like we had big names at the event harold ramis and eddie hudson uh ernie hudson were there and uh, ernie hudson my nigga. yeah I, I tell you what happened with me and ernie um, no, it was happened? the 25th anniversary of Ghostbusters, so we had a big screening, and um, Harold Ramis was there because he received an award from us that year. Uh, Ernie Hudson came out in support of Harold Ramis. Um, Dan Aykroyd wasn't there, and Bill Murray wasn't there. But I heard that um, yeah, they heard didn't he's play. always like not available. Huh? I heard Dan Aykroyd's like for some reason they don't be having him as, as available with when it comes to the uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, th well, this is 2005, though, so I don't know if they had as much drama as they had. If, if, I don't know. I have no idea. But um, there was the after party for the big screenings. We had the 25th anniversary screening that we had an after party. And I was trying to cut through the crowd because I was I was working. I was at the party, right. but I was I was working. Yeah, he, he died. Um, when he died, that was actually pretty hard for me because he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met, like in the film industry. He was he was really awesome. Um and we got to spend a lot of time with him because because uh, he was our award winner that year. Uh, but I'm walking through the crowd, I'm working or whatever, and Ernie Hudson bumps into me like from the back, like he does this, and he turns around, and he goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, baby, I'm Ernie Hudson." And then he turns back to whatever it was he was doing, but he just like apologized, and then told me who he was, and then went back. <laughs> love it, love it. It was cute. He was sweet. Um, yeah, that was one of the funnest jobs I ever had, actually. Working for that film festival in particular was a lot of fun. Um, that's also where I heard some of the some of the, the the first stories I ever heard about Brian Singer. I heard I heard there. So I knew about I knew about Brian Singer back in 2005. Ugh. I was like, I'm just waiting to hear what happens. Um yeah, that was pretty good. I think it kind of captured, to a degree, it captured the feel of Ghostbuster movie and stuff like that. Um, but I haven't anyways, seen the new one yet. Is the new one good? The Afterlife? The afterlife? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's good. The, so they do address Harold Ramis in that. So there is a thing. It's a little bit mm -hmm. of a cheerjerker. So, yeah. um, but the new cast that they have, like for it and and the people who came back, I think it all it all kind of came together really nicely, I think. Um, Neil Gaiman said that seeing Barbie is not crossing the picket line because 
It's demonstrating value for the unions. It's demonstrating value for the unions. Okay, that's interesting. So that might be something I need to look into too that I don't really know like what things of what participating things right now would be okay and helpful. Because um, I think that if it's already gone through, they were already they're they're okay because they were already doing the press tour for that. But like yeah. Blue Beetle, where Blue Beetle's coming in the future, he's not like yeah. he's not doing his promotion for it. Right. They're not going to do the press tour because it's just going to. So you know what I'm saying? That's interesting because the Marvels just dropped their digital um, entertainment weekly images. Which that. is promoting a future movie, but should they? You know, I yeah, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Marvel on a different. Do you think Mar Marvel on a different level? Well, I mean, Marvel is a tough one because, like, obviously, we're Marvel nerds. We're gonna want to support, but if they're picketing right. still, um. That would be an example of like telling cosplayers don't work these red carpets. Blue Beetle, don't work these red carpets because they're those would be struck right now. If they were actively in production, they would be struck right now. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and it and sucks because it was... as a person that normally Fran Drescher is, um, she is right. she's coming in hard for the fucking union right now she's like she's saying all the right things right now she got other problems but and related to protecting the actors she's um, yeah. she's coming through for them right now yeah now yeah i can't no, I'm <laughs> oh i see voice. what you're saying yeah no that makes sense um so the argument about people showing up for barbie is that if no one shows up then people can say that the uh, unions aren't worth okay okay that well, makes sense that, that scratch dude interesting um, so, so is that, I think that was probably more in terms of like us going to see the movie instead of protesting the movie, because if we come through with our dollars, they still have money to pay the people. Right. But maybe not promote. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't you got to make. All I know is I'm getting tired and you're, you're in tired. the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I miss you though. Cause I haven't seen you in forever. Um, we didn't what even get shit to talk just about it. You're excellent. Um, we didn't get to talk about your journey and stuff like that. Um, yes, I apologize. Know. I don't even know the shit is out still. Like, I, bro, I was sitting here waiting. We was finna have a, you know what I'm saying? I, I knew it was something. As soon as I got that text message where you like, you want to hear something fucked up, and I'm like, oh no, uh, his <laughs> power went out. I was like, what the? because start... I was playing PlayStation, just waiting. And all of a sudden, like, what the fuck? Last progress. Oh, there they go. Electric. Family's the back? Coming. No, the the, elect, the electric people. Oh, electricity uh, people are back. Electric. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so. We started, about it, but that was cool. I started it out. I talked a little bit before before he popped up, but, um, but yeah. My we, power we're now, Lenny. But um, we, we'll do a. We have a regular episode next week. We could do catch up yes. on your journey and all that kind of stuff then. And then August 1st, finally confirmed, we are going to have, and maybe we can extend this conversation into that conversation a little bit too. We are going yeah. to have cosplayer Whoa Chris Whoa uh, on on the uh, on the screen with us. 
Uh, he's been known recently for doing the dopest fucking spider punk Hobie Brown cosplay possible. Um, but he's got a whole bunch of cosplay. I, I've actually yeah. been following him for a long time. He does a lot of anime cosplay too. And um, I have a whole bucket of photos that I'm going to make some promotion art with because he sent it to me and stuff. Uh, so he'll be with us on August 1st. So mark your calendars and stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking about how cosplay makes us brown folks feel, you know, representation, yeah, how it makes Man. us feel. Um, it's going to be a good talk. It's going to be a good time. I've been having a blast with the email exchanges and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to uh, sharing. He's like a sharing good dude. Stuff. I like that cat already. Right? He seems like a hell of a good dude. Uh, so we're going to have him on August 1st. And I am actually extending my time. I usually take a hiatus in August to take a break. But because I'm going to the States to handle my residency stuff in States. September... I'm actually going to push through most of August. I think probably mid-August is when we're going is when we're going to start our hiatus, right? Mid-August, right. um, and then we'll come back in mid-September or something like that. Uh, so there will be a little bit of break. It's just going to be a little bit later than I normally take it. But that being said, if you want to go solo, you can always go solo. But if you're traveling, I might, too, I might could do, I might could do that because I've been missing, and so. You've been doing it, so I think I owe I think I owe the people out there. Blur vision gonna um, come through. You feel me? Last week, at very literally 10 minutes before Stephanie decided to um join me, I reached out. I was like, hey, podcast play cousins, anybody want to share the stage with me? So Stephanie and I were on. We ended up going for like three hours because you know, you know how it is when you're talking to Stephanie. There's no way we're gonna yes. we're gonna end uh, uh end it. Um was I alone the day before the time before? Oh, I had Lane. Lane wanted me. I so I haven't even talked to you since I got to talk to Lane. Uh, Lane said he misses you and wanted me to drop the um, this for the homie. Um, <laughs> that was me back. I was, was just very, doing it. It was very cute. <laughs> it was very yeah. sweet. I was like, I'm not gonna text him. Lane sent kisses. I'll be like, just watch the video. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and that was just that was just my reaction. That was just natural. It's the bot, like you know, he's just he's just he's the homie. So uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to be coming down the pipe for the next couple of weeks. And I'm done. I'm toast. I'm I'm ready for bed. And you, you're yes. <laughs> all right. So, like we always do about this time. Sorry for the sh short notice and all of that, but like we always do about this time, press the button. And bye. bye. Mommy made me mash my M and M. Blurred Comics is a main hustle media podcast, co-hosted by the Blazing Blurred and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Fury. Music is Run Brooklyn Run by H. Wood Players. If you like our show, please drop some coins in our tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Blurred Comics Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. Peace out. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.